what's up? It's Monday, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I'm your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we uh, do this every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Uh, try to guide everybody, ourselves included, in that journey to head back to the window, catch those winning tickets. Sorry we're late. Um, this was all on me. I had a little, uh, if you guys have watched the last show, I had a little dog emergency. He's had a case of the doggy trots, and he's been very subtle about letting me know when. Otherwise, I've got to clean up on aisle two in the house. So he gave me a, right at the end of the show, he just kind of looked at me, and I knew. And sure enough, we, yeah. So anyway, it's good to be here. Sorry for being late. It's a pleasure, as always, to be with you guys. We'd appreciate it. If you'd take a minute and smash that like button right now while nothing's going on before we get rolling, just hammer that like button. We appreciate it. Get subscribed to our YouTube channel. More importantly, get subscribed to the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel because one week from today, this is for real this time. This is not a drill, Scott. This is not This is not a drill. This is actually happening. We will be uh, available exclusively on the Max Wagers Network. Yeah, a little, little late on the this is not a drill music, but anyway. I know how hard you worked on trying to find the right sound effect to play this time. I didn't have it ready to go. I didn't have that planned out, if only, if only I would have. So I might do that all week. So, hey, how'd your weekend go, man? Overall, it went really well for me. As for YouTube, I ended up hitting, I believe, two out of the three plays of the day. However, ended up losing a NASCAR, but yeah, it didn't exactly go too well on the track. But for hockey, ended up going 2-0 and over the weekend. On top of that, I hit a very nice Mika Zibanejad first goal score at 14 to 1. Oh, nice. So that, that definitely helped out my Sunday. And overall, yeah, pretty good. How's yours? Uh, not bad. Not bad. We were, uh, eh, didn't quite break even. It was a uh, brutal day as the Royals let us down by playing good baseball on Saturday against the Boobage. Against the ass. Fucking Boobage, man. Uh, of course, then the next day after, uh, the day the day after, cashed big time yesterday as the Royals looked exactly like they'd looked for the previous week, except for Saturday night, uh, non-competitive yesterday with the Astros. So uh, overall, but we did win our play of the day yesterday. We did hit the we did hit the Astros. We'd been a little chilly all week long, so that was or hit the Cardinals rather. Uh, had to go to extras to get there in a game they were behind for most of the time. But by God, it's the Cardinals, baby. Never never count them out. So it's uh. Good to be here, guys. It's uh, Brandon Kubas in the house. Big X is here. Unknown Entity. THC is Rizzis. We got a little bit of a small baseball card tonight. Yeah, we do, brother. We do indeed. Uh, Red Sox Angels over nine. You got your uh, you got your uh, your uh, Thor and um, Waka Waka. You got Michael Waka Waka, who's been pitching probably, arguably his best season in a long time if not ever so i don't know you got the over there buddy uh yeah uh we i believe we might be revisiting one of these games yeah. uh in the future but yeah i definitely think that you should see some runs there walk has been good so we'll see how that translates on the bright side the angels are uh they're on a bit of a losing streak a little bit and i I believe uh, you asked me a week or two ago if we are wrong about the Angels. I'll never underestimate the uh, stupidity of Joe Madden. So, no. And now they're below 500. Yep. And Trout hasn't gotten a hit in about a month and a half. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I saw the D-backs the over the Reds. Uh, D-backs Reds over 10. 
I got sucked into that fucking over yesterday. Scored five runs in the first inning. I had nine and a half. Couldn't get home. Put by up. the way, qu- question, by the mm-hmm. way. Since since there's already been a manager fired, Joe Girardi won the first manager fired sweepstakes. Yep. How badly do the Angels need to play in the next couple of weeks or so before they actually consider moving on from Joe Man? Because right. this isn't this is a full on implosion. Okay, so let me tell you. Because they've lost eleven straight, so I got to bring it up. Winters and Winers got. Uh, That's you. Fuck that guy. Um, yeah. I wanted to see what I wanted to see where they were right now. So they're they're one one under, one under. but they're one under after being uh, ten over. No, I understand. Um, I'm telling the audience. So so the all-star break is roughly six weeks from now. Give or take. That's 35, 36 games, something like that. If they're 10 under, yeah, mm, he's done. Maybe maybe, okay. maybe seven or eight under. So they're going to have to play a little worse. They're going to have to... Uh... Now, if this losing streak gets ridiculous, like... Define ridiculous, 15? I was going to say over 15, yeah then I think you might have to reconsider. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think they'll win one. They should have won yesterday. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But losing 11 in a row with that much talent. Now, I know that we didn't like the Angels anyway because they have a high win total every year. They underachieve every year because their pitching is never any good. And shockingly, they've given up a bunch of runs. Yeah. But you still have Trout. You still have Otani. Rendon's been healthy for the most part. I know Ward just went on the IL. But they've been relatively healthy. And they're still imploding. Yeah. So you got to blame it on somebody, right? Pitching. It's The pitching has been awful. But I'm saying for the front office, you're going to blame it on the manager. Yeah. You have to. Somebody's got, That's some, what happened to Girardi. Somebody's head's got to roll, man. And I know the Phillies are undefeated with the new manager. And Girardi, I think, is a mediocre manager at best. I'm not going to blame him for the bullpen being terrible. No. But, of course, you're going to blame him. So I expect Madden to probably get fired at some point during this year during the offseason. Man, Matheny looks so good. It's just... I, yeah. Uh, Super Sly is in the house. What's up? Uh, Brandon Kubas says he's feeling the uh, Mets Padres over. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got well, the Mets score a fair amount of runs. You got, you got Schnell going. Are you a, uh, you a Snell believer? No, not this year. Pretty much ever since the World Series, no. But Carrasco's been good. So I feel like if I was going to end up taking the over, it is a 7.5, so I understand where you're coming from. I like the Mets team total more because the Mets offensively have been really good. Carrasco's had moments. I cannot say that Snell's even had moments. He just has not been very good. So I'll go with the Mets team total over. Give me a three. Because you also... Can you give me a three and a half for 125 or less? Yeah. Total seven and a half and the Padres are technically favored at minus 115. So I think you can make an argument there but they have a guaranteed nine of bats. They're on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, THC is talking about how the Mets don't hit lefties that well. That's fair. But I don't like the Padres' bullpen either. Snell's not an innings eater by any means. Three and a half for the Mets' offense, that seems a little low to me. I'll go with the over there. Mets actually uh, score more runs against lefties than they do against righties. They average 5.4 runs against lefties, hit 271. So that surprised me too because anecdotally, I would I would have agreed with THC on that one. I thought the Mets were decent against lefties, yeah. but I mean, I thought I was misremembering something. But Nope, nope. they average 5.1 overall, 5.4 against lefties. Yeah, they're one of the better teams against lefties, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought they were. But they're no White Sox from two years ago, but still. No, White Sox two good. years ago is an all-time uh, 
1927 Yankees yeah, team right there. really but. is. Uh, Brandon says, it's weird, but I work with Snell's cousin. Can you get tickets? That's always my question. Can you get tickets? It's a great question. Yeah. By the way, uh, JC's asking if either of us had a Logano. I know we didn't. Did Rye? Uh, no. It was a... It was I a, thought Rye might have had a Logano. I don't think so. I'll uh, I'll double check. It was a it was a pretty brutal day. I know I know Chris had uh, Kyle, he had Bush who came in second. Kyle Bush and probably with with no caution. I think he wins that, don't you? I think you could make an argument. Yeah, uh, I know I ended up losing everything. My yeah. drivers weren't even that bad. No, I had I had Suarez top ten, and he was in the top ten for most of the day, and then. Something happened to him. I was watching like three different things, so I didn't have really the... something happened to Suarez. I can't I, believe I, I didn't have the sound on, but he was running. I think he was running sixth or seventh, and then all of a yeah. sudden, the next time I look up, he's not on the board anymore. So all I, I know is I had Chastain, who got into a bit of beef there with Chase Elliott and Hamlin. Uh-huh. That was a circus. I had Bell, and I had Austin Dillon, and Bell and Chastain finished top ten, and Dillon finished fifteenth, I believe. So my drivers weren't that bad. I just didn't cash anything. Right. Yep. I was kind of this. I was kind of the same way. So I don't know. If, I thought Rye had Logano. No, Rye had Rye had Blaney, Harvick, and Suarez, just like okay. So All right. mm-hmm. then everyone. THC says they've hit him for the fa- past month. Okay. Fair. Fair Good enough. For me. Fair enough. Uh, but three and a half. For a team that's been good against lefties for the last month, and Snell has also not been a very good lefty. No. I'll take my chances. And Snell doesn't go long, as Jim pointed out yeah. on the last show. He he don't give you any length. No. So. And the Padres' bullpen is hit or miss. <laughs> very good. Uh, that's funny. Thank you. That's funny. Funnier, funnier than Thank you me. think. So. Yeah. Hey, uh, don't forget to check out all the great content at the uh, at the Max Wagers Network. Have I talked about that yet, Scott? I believe you did. You okay. played the sound effect. I'm telling you, the the, uh, the shows are running together for me. So I know I haven't I haven't, I know I haven't mentioned the Caesars promo. So make sure you check out the great deal that we have with the Caesars Sportsbook. It is $1,100 first bet insurance, and that is exactly what it sounds like. Make your first play, your best play, kids. If you've got a lock tonight, you want to fade the Royals. Hell, who could argue with you? The time to load up. Well, Caesars got your back up to $1,100. You make that bet and win it. Well, you just won. Your $1,100 bet. Congratulations. If you lose it, Caesar says, hey, man, you know what? We all thought the Royals were going to suck. We'll make it good to you. And they will uh, reimburse you up to $1,100. You must use the code ATSWINSCESAR. That's A-T-S-W-I-N-S-C-Z-R. That code is available in the description of today's video, as well as the link that will take you right there. So with that being said, Scott, let's take a look. Let's see what happened yesterday. Let's see what happened the day before yesterday. Let's see what happened Friday night. It's a lot to catch up on. I, I only did yesterday, but, you know, there you go. All right, very good. Be that as it may, it is the Monday edition. It is time once again to check in and see who took it in the shorts, who took it to the bank, who's the winners, who's the whiners, who's getting out their flip phone and calling the cops. All right, very good. Well, we're going to get it rolling. I'm going to guess, Scott, we're going to talk about the major leagues. And if you had the Braves minus one and a half over the Rockies, that was a hell of a game because they led eight to four, entering the bottom of the eighth. Colorado scored two in the eighth. And the dreaded 
one in the ninth for no apparent reason except to beat your run line. Atlanta wins it eight to seven. Congratulations, you had the Braves. They were the much better team. They only won by one, so you're left just calling the Cubs. And if you had the Cubs plus one and a half on Sunday night baseball against the Cardinals, they led a three to two after eight innings. That Cubs bullpen, not great. St. Louis tied the game in the ninth, and Chicago lost five to three in extra innings. Rip up your plus one and a half. Kind of brutal. Kind of brutal. We were on the other side of that. Uh, I was impressed with Cabrera. I thought Cabrera looked really good when he go the last four innings, right? Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, very, very good. Kind of an unusual role. You don't see that. You you see those pitchers. I mean, you see those managers start to get uh, start to get smart, Scott. They start pulling pitchers that are doing well just because the new inning's starting. I like the fact that he was pitching well, and they kept bringing him back out there. And they said, well, can you fucking hit him this time? They went, no, no, we can't. Well, you know what? We're going to bring him back for another inning. So uh, kudos, kudos uh, indeed uh, on the management of Cabrera in that game. But finally... If you had the Angels on the money line up against those Phillies, they led 6-2 to two in the eighth inning. Oh, Har- Harper. Angels just firing new and interesting ways to lose. Philly hits the game-tying grand slam. It's Bryce Harper, everybody. But they took the lead. This is it. This is it. We're getting our first win in 11 games. No, they are not because the Phillies put a couple guys on and then with two outs... Two strikes. There she goes, Scott. That's a three-run homer. That's a walk-off. That's a run line cover. And, of course, it's a money line victory. If you had the Angels on the money line, oh, you almost had it. But you got to call the cops. I mean, if you were betting the Angels yesterday, I respect the courage. But would you ever back a team on a 10-game losing streak? I took them on Clar. You one, did. It was one of my picks on Clar. I thought they'd get off the schneid on Saturday. I'm assuming you lost. Good call, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. They don't call him the best color commentator in the business. Right That's now. right, folks. Yeah. Well, there was some good news. These are the ones you want to be on the right side of. This is where you want to hear your name called. This is everybody's favorite segment because you had those nice, easy wins. You're out there with your lazy ass sitting in the rocket chair. By the way, it's okay that you lost one game on Clark because I swept Clark. So it worked itself out in the end. I did too. I hit both. I had both my color picks. That was just one. That was, I give like three or four more at the end of the show. Oh, okay. So yeah, I wasn't where he gave extras, but anyway, if you had the basketball game under, you had the Celtics and Warriors game two under two thirteen and a half. Three quarters had less than 50 points and the game landed one ninety five. I saw that one a little different. (laughs) If you had Louisville, on the money line against the Wolverines. Baseball. Uh, no problem at all. The uh, Cardinals led 7-0 after two innings. They didn't stop there, my young friend. They poured it on. It scored 13 more. They ended up giving one to Michigan, but uh, that was it. They win 22-1. Congratulations, Louisville Cardinals. Uh, the beauty of that, by the way, is they're playing again right now. And I believe Louisville is like minus 130. They scored seven runs in the first inning, so they're up 7-3 right now. We'll see what happens there. But if you had the over seven in the White Sox and Rays game, you had six runs in the first two innings, and the game landed 11. All right. (laughs) We we, we definitely have to talk about that. We had a game that I made the case for it could have landed on. Could have been in every single segment imaginable. It really could have been in every segment. It could have been in Call the Cops. Could have been in the rocking chair. 
What? How is that possible? Well, even oddsmakers were drunk, by the way. Oddsmakers were drunk. Fuck. They don't get a lot drunker than that, dude. Yeah. They don't get a lot drunker. So, what are you guys talking about? Well, some of you probably know, but the rest of you, you're about to find out. It's time to reveal on Monday who didn't get as mad, but my God, <laughs> I'm disappointed. Um, so Scott, is this, was it Missouri state? Yeah. That was Southeast Missouri. It was Missouri state. The Missouri state, uh, bears. bears. Yes. The bears, pretty good team. Pretty good, pretty good baseball team. And man, they showed it yesterday, uh, down there in Stillwater playing in the Oklahoma regional, playing the Stillwater regional took a 12, nothing lead against the home team. Scott 12, nothing. Elimination game, by the way. Elimination game. That's correct. That's correct. So Oklahoma State, just tear up your tickets. You're not going to the College World Series. Sorry, guys. It's uh, it's 12 zip. It's over. It's hard to fucking uh, reel them all in. Well, then they played the uh, fourth inning, Scott, and they played the fifth, and they went on from there. And over the next six innings, uh, the Cowboys rallied a bit. In fact, they outscored the Bears 29 to 3. <laughs> You were waiting on it, weren't you? You were waiting I was, on it. I was. 20. It was rough. 20. It was very rough. Nine to three. Uh, they lose 29 to 15. So this could have been a rocking chair over. What was the total? 12 and a half? Whatever it was, it should have been tripled. <laughs> right. They set, they set the all-time record for most runs in a college baseball a tournament game. They missed a. Let, let, I, want, I want everybody to just take a moment. They missed a college total by over 30 runs. Yep, pretty much. You know, when you double up, you know, if you're, if you're, if you've eight and a half is your number and the game ends, you know, 10 to seven and you doubled up, you're like, fuck, that's impressive. That's a lot of runs. But 44, no, sorry. Or as they, or as they call it there uh, in, uh, in Southern Missouri and uh, Oklahoma, farty far. But sorry, Bears. That's just, that's brutal. That's an all-timer right there. Uh, Tim put that game, got that game to our attention, and I know you were, you'd were you seen it as well, and I saw it shortly after that. But well, I had to keep an eye on it because Oklahoma State was a team that I've been betting overs with, and I was just keeping an eye on it. And I'm like, they're down 12 nothing, like at home. And then you look back, and they're up like 17 to 12, and they end up winning the game by 14 runs. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State had four pitchers. One guy came in relief, six and two-thirds, 16 strikeouts off the bench. He threw 126 pitches. Jesus. Okay, all right. Although if you Uh, strike out 16, you know you're going to throw a shit ton of pitches. Yeah, Missouri State had only six pitchers, I believe. But, yeah, the final three had ERAs above 10. So it was not a fun time for the back end of the bullpen. Mm. But if you go from up 12-0 – to down 29 to 15. Yeah. You should have gone home even if it wasn't an elimination game. Let's oh, go yeah. home. Yeah, that's an, it's elim- over. that's an elimination game, right? What do you think? So, you know, all those times when you're sitting in the dugout and your coach is, you know, you're, all right, come on, boys. 12 nothing. We're all right. We're all right. Come on. You get a little bingo. Just, uh, you keep, know, somebody had the Missouri line moving. Plus the, I don't know, three and a half, four sure. and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's rough. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you think? You're up twelve. You're up twelve runs. You're feeling pretty good. 
Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. You're not just checking your wish list on Amazon. You're clicking shit. You're ordering yeah. shit because mm-hmm. yeah, you're up. You're up almost almost 17 runs there with your with your total. So the crazy part, right. by the way, is Oklahoma State played again later that night against Arkansas, and they won. So yeah. they're playing again tonight. You think I'm going to take the under with them in Arkansas? Can't do it. If they played twice in the last two days, each game's had at least 24 runs. Yeah, I'm taking the over tonight. It'd be the second year of disappointment in a row for the Arkansas Razorbacks, by the way. It would be. But yeah. truth is, I feel like even though I tweeted about it, even if you like hockey, and I have a play that I own hockey, I got to keep an eye on this Oklahoma State-Arkansas game, don't I? Sure. Absolutely. I and mean, There might be 30 runs. That's I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch that's it. That's an auto over. I, I got to see what the total is. I bet if Tim's listening, I bet he knows. I got to assume it's probably 15. Yep. Yep. Hey, speaking of hockey. Give or take. But... Speaking of hockey, Scott. Let's find out. Was Oh, was it Mike Smith? <laughs> was it Mike Smith on Saturday night? No, it was not. Uh, let's find out who this is, Scott. It's a uh, it's a hockey edition of the guy that made the betters very happy because they thought something was going to happen. And then something happened. And uh, then, uh, yeah, the thing they thought was going to happen didn't happen. What am I talking about? Well, you're going to find out on today's Gambling Hero of the Day. Ah, way, such a nice the, uh, to- the total tonight in the Oklahoma State game is 17 and a half. I was just going to say 17. Yeah. Uh, just... I'm not taking the under, but it's 17 and a half. So just keep, just keep that in mind if you're going to be betting that at home. That might be must-watch TV. What, what the fuck do you have to pitch? What do you, what do you that's have? That's a great question. You played that, two that's probably, yesterday. That's probably why the guy threw 126 pitches out of the bullpen yesterday. Jimmy, you own this one, buddy. You own this one. You know, if he had 16 strikeouts, he's probably got some stuff where you would be considered in front of the major leagues. Man, that kid better be all right after letting him fucking throw 126. I was going to say, his arm might have fallen off because the game against Arkansas that night also went to extra innings. So, yeah, I don't know who they have in the pen. Yeezy. Jesus. All right. So, Scott, you want to talk a little hockey here? Well, you kind of have to because we actually had a very competitive game where... We avoided a sweep. Can you believe that? We had a series where each team actually won a game. Because you had the Lightning playing yesterday. I had Shesterkin over in saves at 30 and a half. He went over in the first two periods. So that was nice. But if you had the Lightning in regulation, you were sweating it out. They trailed going into the third period. It was a tie game. It looked like it was guaranteed to go to overtime. And then Tampa Bay forward, a plot, ended up scoring the game-winning goal with 52 seconds left. The Lightning were minus 105 to cash or to win in regulation, and you ended up pulling out a last-minute winner. Outstanding, outstanding. I was. Were you? Are you surprised that the Rangers are still up at two-one? Are you? Are you surprised it's two-one Rangers right now? No, because they have the longest franchise home winning streak. This is the story of the Rangers the entire playoffs. They lose every game on the road, they win every game at home, and they win road game and they win a road game seven. That's it. So am I shocked? No. Tampa Bay did what Tampa Bay was supposed to do, come out in a must-win game and outshoot the Rangers. Now, once again, the Rangers' power play is ridiculous because the Rangers at even strength did nothing yesterday. The power play was unbelievable. But Tampa Bay outshot them by, what, 20-something shots? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers have given up the most shots per game of any team in the playoffs, and that's why I took the over in saves. But they gave up roughly 50 shots. 
It's amazing. Like the Rangers are going to be coasting dangerous or living dangerously when you voluntarily get yourself outshot by 10, 15 shots every game that you play. So I wasn't shocked. I was shocked the Rangers were actually winning going to the third period because I thought the Lightning were the much better team. But the Lightning ended up pulling it out. Was I shocked? No. But Igor almost single-handedly stole them a game. Were you surprised? Um, you know, it's it's really been all about Igor is keeping him in there. You're talking about their and just the power getting, play. They're just getting pummeled, and their you know, and their power play has been good. I was somebody wanted to know how many pitches they threw. I'm going to see if I can. Uh... I'm going to pull up the game with uh, the with the Arkansas one at night. Uh, three hundred and two is what oh, God. is what Southwest is what uh, Southwest Missouri. I'm old. Um, Missouri State and then Oklahoma State. Oh, they threw a mere two oh four. They threw two hundred twenty seven pitches in the in the uh, late game against Arkansas. They had four pitchers in that one. The uh, starter six and a third, eleven hits, five runs, one hundred and seventeen pitches. Jesus. You got to do something. You got to try. So we'll see who the hell's left <laughs> to pitch in this game. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. 500, 506 total pitches in that game. Yeah. Okay. Very solid. Very solid. Yep. Uh, 17-5 should be the first five line. <laughs> That's funny, Magellan, and it's not altogether inaccurate. I just... I don't. I don't know where the stops come from as far as these this pitching staff goes. I don't know what the odds makers are supposed to do. You put a baseball total at seventeen and a half. Right. Right. What are you going to do? Where are you supposed to put this thing? Brandon Kubas uh, laying out the path to alcohol poisoning said, "You know, there had to be somebody sitting there taking a shot every run." Mm-hmm. The person's probably dead. I was going to say they did. They, I, I doubt if they did it for every run. <laughs> they did not make it to the end of that. Uh, Draymond, the only non-star treated like a star. Imagine if Smart had his shoe on Curry's head. No tech. Uh, unlevel playing field. Something to do with that final. Uh, Lady Karma has her eye on Draymond. See, the mistake that Draymond made long ago was that he hit somebody in the nuts that had bigger star treatment than he had. He hit LeBron. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got suspended. He does that to anybody else. He's going to play. But Steve Javi talked about it during the game. He basically said if Draymond or somebody on Golden State has a technical, it takes a lot to get him the second technical. That's kind of what he said. Are you shocked by it? Of course not. Because the NBA knows that stars are the are the people that actually bring fans into the actual you know TV channel for yeah. the actual viewing experience. Now, I don't like Draymond at all, but at the end of the day, I recognize his importance to the team. And I can understand your point. He's a very energetic guy who is dirty at times, and he gets some special treatment that other players don't. Yeah, I think that's. A, I think Andrew brings out a great point. He gets he gets star treatment, but he ain't a star. It. Uh, what do you think about Draymond? Because he has not been the same player since he had the back issue. He used to actually be a very solid player mm-hmm. with the three point shooting, and he had the game seven against Cleveland. They lost, but he was unbelievable. But you go through the offensive numbers in the last couple of years, if he's even mediocre defensively, he's a total lost cause. He gives you nothing offensively. No. No, he's he's become he's become a strict D guy and And you he, could say he's a passer. I mean, come he's got a free lane to the rim. How hard is it to throw a lob to a seven foot guy? Okay. I mean, come on. All right, yeah. That was uh 
I think I think the majority of players in the NBA get a, get the T there. I think the I think most do. There was a play I had in the in the Dallas series. I had Draymond under in points, and I said Draymond should have been ejected because he got a tech earlier, and then he was cursing with Finney Smith. And they called the tech on Finney Smith and not on Draymond. And I'm like, how are you going to have an argument between two guys and call it on one person? But I, I don't know. I hate to use the word fix. Oh. Calvin, I'm not saying that Draymond is not valuable to his team. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just making a statement that if Draymond was in any other situation that didn't revolve around two of the best shooters of all time – and a Kerr system, which is very focused on sharing the basketball, Draymond would not fit on the majority of teams in the NBA. Yes, I agree with that. So that's my point. His, I think he's in a great situation. His skill set isn't you know, like universally transferable. No. Um. Yeah. Oh no. That's. I. Uh, yeah. Calvin. I. They. They definitely played very poorly without Draymond. And I don't. Yeah. Know. I'm not saying that he's a scrub. I recognize his value to his team. I'm just saying that a lot of his skills are, I'd say, set up to suit this offense. That's my point. Okay. I don't think he would do much adjusting on another team. That's that's my point. So, hockey game tonight? I have a ploy on it. What do you got? I got the sweep. I don't see I don't see how you call it any other way. I really don't. You know, if you if you if you if you bet it wrong and Edmonton jumps up and bites you. You tip your cap and go. You know what? I think I had the best of it. I got it in. I got it in good. So uh, JC Draymond played at Michigan State. Um, is it is it Mike Smith? Is it the Avs playing suddenly good defense? Is it the relentless Avs pressure? All of the above. Why do you? Uh, what do you? What do you? What are you looking at here in this game? I'm just gonna say yes. Okay. Uh, the way that I see it is Smith was actually very good in game three. The issue is he had a classic Mike Smith game where he had a bunch of crazy saves. He's jumping around. He's got 40 saves, and yet he lets up like two or three soft goals. And you're not exactly sure if he had a good game or a bad game because the goals that he allowed were soft, but the shots he saved were difficult. So I guess it balances itself out. Right. But even with Mike Smith being decent in net, what's he supposed to do? They're being outshot by 15 every game. You go down the line of talent for Edmonton. It's very top-heavy. Drysidle's clearly hurt. He can't move if you watch him play. He's moving at about 50% speed because his ankle or his foot's bothering him. McDavid, of course, is great, but Colorado's putting everybody on him. And besides that, Evander Kane for this game, he injured Kadri in game three. He got suspended. And he's been their double-digit goal-scoring machine. So with Kane being out and with Drysaddle being well below 100%, you have McDavid and who? Zach Hyman? That's it. Like, you don't have many weapons, and Colorado has a very deep supporting cast. You look at McKinnon, who's great. Rantanen's very good. You have Nikushkin, who's been very good as well. Kadri was good. Of course, he got injured now. But the point is, they have weapons. And McCarr on defense. So Colorado has the deeper overall team, the better goalie, the better defense, and I don't know what Edmonton has. They have McDavid. But if you're going to get outshot by 15 every game, Colorado's had at least 40 shots in each of the first three games. Even if Mike Smith was an above-average goalie, 
He'd give up a couple. I mean, you're just giving up too much volume that you're going to let a couple go past. And Edmonton doesn't have any answers. They're right. just truth is they're just not a very good hockey team. Do you think they're a good hockey team? No, they're they're so I, they're so top heavy. I mean, it's hard to say. Thank you, Super Sly and Landeskog. Thank you. It's it's hard to say a team in the conference finals isn't a good hockey team. It's like watching the Mavericks. They pulled off some runs there. They had a nice win against Calgary, where they pulled off an upset because Calgary, kind of like Phoenix, just fell apart. And then they went up against the Warriors. They went up against Colorado. And you just realize we're a bit in over our skis. And it seems like Edmonton got through barely against the Kings, and the Kings weren't a great hockey team. But I think the Flames just imploded. And it Markstrom was awful. And now Colorado has the better supporting cast and the better overall team. And it's really like that Maverick series against Golden State. You look up and you just realize it's not meant to be. So, you know, because Luca and McDavid, you can make some generational talent comparisons to, but the supporting cast isn't very good. But couldn't you compare the two runs of, of the Oilers and the Rangers, where the Rangers had to come back? They have to come back from 3 1 twice? Or no, just... they came back from 3 1 down once and came back from 3 2 down against Carolina. Okay. Okay. So. Um, could you kind of argue that there's some parallels there yet? I think Igor is just on another level, to be honest. Like, I can't. The the thing about hockey, which is why the comparison doesn't work perfectly, is that you don't have one guy who can really save you if you're getting killed out there. Right. Igor is the ultimate equalizer. If the, if the Oilers had Igor, maybe they could make a run at it. But with Smith not being able to bail you out all the time when you're being outplayed, you're just screwed, and that's what we've seen. Yep, yep, agree. Thanks for the kind word, Andrew. We appreciate it. We try to uh, we try to have a little fun, but we try to lay out some knowledge as well, and sometimes give you guys a, a glimpse. That's you know that's kind of the thing about this long form is everybody kind of gets a glimpse behind the process that that we go through when we're talking about games and the things that and the things that we're looking at. So I make up rants as I go. You, you make up rants as you go. Yeah, we don't ever. We've we've never other than the segments we've never scripted anything. Yeah. What you see is what you see is what you get. <laughs> People are going, yeah, really hard to believe you guys don't practice this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, okay, so we talked about... So the- we're both on Colorado, right? Yeah, gotta be. Gotta be. Uh, I'm playing the puck line. All these games, have, uh, they've covered the puck line. Whether it's had to be a late one or not, it fucking they've gotten there, so... Or uh, regulation, whatever you want to play. Uh, puck line, you didn't. I think plus one eighty five. What is it? In, or plus one sixty five? I know I saw it with Chris. What do you? What? Uh, what's reg? Do you have it? Uh, let me check. If I had to guess, I would say probably around one twenty. Okay. If I had to guess, but yeah, fuck it. Give me the puck line. Beat the, beat Mike Smith and then fucking next year, next year, next season. I wouldn't mind the Edmonton team total under either. Francois actually been pretty good, but once again with Kane being out. And with Drysidle being extremely injured, they don't have many weapons. Like unless McDavid goes nuts and Colorado's basically double teaming him every time that he has the puck, what other options does Edmonton have? You have Nugent Hopkins, who I never really liked, and they don't have any other guys. Do you think they have any other guys? Like I know McLeod had the wrist shot at the end of You keep you keep asking you asking me the same question like in different ways. <laughs> I am every time the answer is the same. No, they have they have two and a half players and they're down to what, one and three quarters now or yeah, pretty much. Wherever Drysidle is. So 
Uh, thanks, Andrew. I appreciate appreciate the kind words. Talk about intellectual firepower with me and you and Chris, buddy. I don't know about all that, but uh, are you watching the Jeopardy run? Do you watch Jeopardy? No. I tell you about this big guy, big guy from Philly. He was a rideshare driver, and he had to quit his job to be on the show. And How's he doing? Uh, he's having a hell of a run. He's won like uh, 15, 16 in a row, nice. getting, getting close to three hundred grand. Dude, he was so thrilled. Like the first day, he made like twenty five thousand or whatever. He was like almost in fucking tears over over winning once. So it is just, it's cooler than shit. He's like, kind of, he's kind of uh, not just somebody like super smart, but he gets some. And he's but he's really good at literature. He's great at TV. He's great at movies, and every and he'll get a category that he fucking runs every week. And then he has been lucky a couple times in Final Jeopardy. But yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. Anyway. Abs over three and a half, says Bronco Devil. Yeah, I like that better than the full game over. I agree. I just don't think Edmonton's going to contribute much. So I'm with you on pretty much everything Avalanche tonight. Yeah. If Edmonton comes up and bites you, it's probably because friend so is going to have a bad game in net. But in reality, Colorado's better at basically everything. What do you call what are you calling? Franco? It's Francois. It's not Francoos? No, I looked it up. It's Francois. You looked it up where? Just I looked up a pronunciation of it on Google. It's Francois. The Colorado guy is called him Francoos. Yeah, I thought it was Francoos, but then I realized I just completely butchered the pronunciation. But I'm, no, Francois. I'm talking about the, the local guys. The local I'm telling guys you the local guys wrong because it's Francois. I find that hard to believe. Huh. I, I'm, I'm telling you it's Francois. That's that's why I made the I made the adjustment. I went through the film. I looked it up. Did you look it up I on YouTube? You, did you see some calls? I really it? did look it up. It's Francois. Were you? But where did you Google it? I mean, did you? Did you saw some video and stuff where they called him Francois? Yeah, Franco's? I found some videos, some pronunciation on some hockey websites. Like oh. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I, I actually did the research. That is not nearly as much fun as Francoo. Oh, you can call him Francoo. I don't like, care you if you want. To. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you about a pronunciation that you've gone to the trouble to look up. Oh, I just. I just. I just wanted to learn it. Um, I just with with the guys when my, when I did the, when I did radio in Colorado and they called him Frank Coos, I I assumed the local guys probably had it right, but there you go. Uh, what, uh, what what thought it was Coozy? Oh, I don't know. What does that mean? He thought that it was pronounced Frank Coozy. Oh, Frank Coozy, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. JC Stone uh, is doing the, he says uh, you're doing the deep dive on the name pronunciation. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Outstanding. Oh, my son went to the, the soccer game yesterday. Nice. The thrilling nil, nil, nil against Uruguay. I was joking. They did not win. They did not. Nothing win. happened. They did not. Win. No, no. So, uh, yeah, pretty should've good. Went to the, should've went to the Argentina Estonia game. You got to see Messi score five goals in an exhibition game. Oh, was that at, uh, Sporting Park? It was not. <laughs> that probably would have been a tough get then. I'm assuming it was probably. somewhere in Estonia. I actually lost some money on uh, some soccer yesterday. I had Ukraine over half a goal, like uh, halfway through the game. Dominated possession, bunch of chances, didn't score. And now they're not going to the World Cup. Wales got the honor on an own goal. That's kind of rough. So now they're going back to the Army. Uh, pretty much. That's That's brutal. Man, you talk about guys playing for something. Yep. Well, if we keep winning, we don't have to go back and fucking repel Russians. God damn it. Will's goalie kicked my ass. They had a great opportunity on a header, like the 80-something minute, and you saw the classic one-handed Superman goal dive, and he saved the crap out of it. Oh. It was rough, but Ukraine had a bunch of chances that they ended up losing. 
So Andrew said he had oh. whales in that game. Said he had a hunch. Had a whales hunch. Very good. That's an that's an old joke, by the way. Are you from Wales? No, I'm from normal parents. So no. uh you saw Top Gun? Want to give us a little review? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't give it a masterpiece grade that a lot of other people have. I award it 7.5 Danger Zones out of 10. Was it better than the first one? That's the question everybody wants to ask. Personally, no. Okay. The, the first one's timeless. I mean, you, you can't really beat the first one. Second one was good. It was a solid sequel. I had a couple of nitpicking issues that I can say without spoiling anything. I thought the mission that they were supposed to do was borderline impossible. It looked like they were. It looked like a Mission Impossible movie about halfway. through. I was just going to say you were saying Tom Cruise was on an impossible mission. It's. It seemed like it was a Mission Impossible type of situation, and they also tried to have a love story involved, but they didn't give you any background on the woman. Okay. It's like you picked it up halfway through, and I'm like, either fully commit to the love story or don't have it at all. But they like half. They like half-assed it, and I'm like, I don't care enough. I don't know who this person is. You weren't invested in. There was not enough development of that character for you to be invested. I don't know who in. she was. The only characteristic she had was she owned a bar. That's it. They gave you no other background. I'm like, why do I care about this thing? Who the fuck but, was it? Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this guy? Like, no, <laughs> I, I didn't care. But it was a good movie. I recommend it. James, this is. Uh, you weren't even born when it came out. No, you were not. I was not at all. Um. But it was very solid. Val Kilmer was in it, which I thought was a nice touch. Oh, okay. Cool. My ice impression. Any baseball games you like tonight? You want to give me a reason not to fade the Royals? Uh, because you want to fade the Royals and they always kill you? Mm -hmm. Yep. By the way, Michigan came all the way back, beating Louisville now. Really? Yeah, came all the way back. Oh, uh, college baseball. <laughs> college baseball, where ball pens don't exist. No. Or where they exist, but they're not very good. Uh, any other baseball games? It's a pretty light card, so no, yes. I know we're saving one game for later. Yep. Uh, let's see what I like. I guess I'm automatically tempted by Dimeback's first five because I'm just anti-Hunter Green. I just don't think he's very good. It's hard, it's hard not to be carrying an ERA north of six. Just saying. And I know that he's a good prospect. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust or anything. But rookie season, not great. I'm tempted by the Guardians. I like Quantrill. I think he's actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. And Gray is a pitcher who I know both of us don't exactly like. Not fans. I don't think that's going to be easy, but I'll lean to the Guardians there. That's pretty much it. Okay. I really don't have many thoughts on many of the games, but we have one that we like a lot. Yep. And it's probably about time to get to that, Scott. So, uh, yeah, let's get it rolling, guys. It's the end of the show. You guys know what that means. Even though it's Monday, you haven't forgotten. You know what the drill is. So, uh, yeah, let's get her, uh, let's, let's get her on as... Uh, What's that guy's name? Miles uh, Tower? No, the retro the referee. Let's get it on. Oh, little bald guy. I know who you're talking about. It's Miles. Miles Tower, by the way, played uh, Goose's son in the Top Gun seg uh, sequel. I'm watching the offer right now that has Miles Teller in it. So I think he's a good actor. I thought he was great in Whiplash. Fucking Whiplash, one of the, one of the best. I love that movie. Best movies of all time. Yeah, I will watch Whiplash anytime. J.K. Simmons, outstanding. Miles Teller, great. outstanding. I don't know if he's done anything since, but a hell of an actor. J.K. Simmons, oh, he's fuck, he's in everything. He's, I don't think I've seen him in anything. But then again, I don't watch many superhero stuff. I know he's been yeah. somewhat involved in and I not just, just Spider-Man stuff from like 15 years I ago. I just watched the first episode of a show on Amazon with him and Sissy Spacek where they're an old couple who go into their shed and uh, they end up on another planet. That's probably why I <laughs> haven't seen him in a while because he's doing Amazon stuff. Mm -hmm. There you go. So, All right, kids. Let's get it rolling. Let's uh, find out 
Do you have your props today? No. You're so disappointed. I haven't gone back home. I'm really disappointed. I, we won. I know. I saw you. In I fr- can't mess. I can't mess with the. You know, with the aura. I saw you in front of the shed, so I figured you didn't have your hat. But all right. Well, I'll I'll do it for both of us. It is time once again, everybody. Put on your overalls. It's Monday. They should be clean. Put on your overalls. Grab that straw hat. Climb aboard your John Deere. Pull the keys out, and fire that bad boy up. Because kids, once again, it is time to bet the farm. Afternoon, everybody. Scott tips his imaginary hat. By the way, Scott, somebody wanted to know about your haircut. Did you get a uh, get a, get a little high fade there, buddy? I did. I got a haircut about, I don't know, two hours ago because I'm going to Belmont over the weekend, so I'm trying to not look homeless. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, you could just wear your hat. Are you going to wear your John Deere hat? I'm tempted by it, but my friend actually got fedoras, so I'm going to wear a fedora instead. Oh, of course you are. Of yeah, cor- why not? Of course. And you're going to wear a sport coat, too, right? We talked about of that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. All right. It's Belmont, man. It's my only day to dress fancy. I'm so fancy. You so, already know. So, Scott, we uh, we had a bet the farm play for Friday night, and we've been running a little cold. How did Friday night go? We had the Guardians on the money line against the Orioles, and they won handily. Bieber gave up no hits in the first six innings. How about that, kids? Cue to banjos. <laughs> All right, very good. One in a row, buddy. So, is it one or is it two? What's that? I don't know how many we've won. Did we hit one? Did we hit Thursday? I I, I thought we. I thought we might have. I don't know. Okay, I bet somebody. Whatever. I bet somebody remembers. We've won something in a row. It's at least our streak is is, at least stands at one. No question about it. All right, it's greater than or equal to one. Greater than or equal to one. Very good. So, what do we got cooked up for today? So we're going to go to baseball looking at a matchup between the Red Sox and the Angels. And we're going to take a team total. We're going to take the Red Sox team total over four at minus 114. The Red Sox have scored at least five runs in each of their last four games. And Boston's been very good on the road. The Red Sox are averaging 5.23 runs per road game, which is the second most in the league. Plus, the Angels have allowed at least six runs in seven of their last eight games. And Cindergard is on the mound. Last three starts, 11 innings pitched, 8.18 ERA. And even if he pitches well, we know the Angels' bullpen stinks. But if you're going to give me four for a push, five for a win with the Red Sox offense that's surging against a really just terrible pitching staff, we're going to take the over. Four is too low. Very good. And if you guys watched me on the show with Chris before, you know I talked about some peripherals with Syndergaard, and they are really, really not good, uh, giving up a barrel rate of over 8.5%, which is like two and a half, three and a half times what he is uh, at when he's good. That's uh, a lot of his, barrels. His, 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 huh? That's a lot of barrels. That's a lot of barrels. His uh, velo is down, his spin rate is down, and his strikeout weight is is down as well. So Other than that, though, he's fine. He's doing great. So, yeah. anyway. That's a little behind the behind the ERA numbers brought to you by uh, the good folks at Caesars. Everybody, anyway, that's our play. That's our show. It's Monday. We're gonna put us. We're gonna put a flag in this guy and call it done. You guys, have a great day. As always, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate all the eyes. We appreciate all the comments. 
And, of course, we appreciate each and every one of you. Good luck on all your plays, guys, and we will be back here tomorrow to do it the same bat time, the same bat channel, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will help you on that journey as we all try to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then.